This is Beat 'em Down from Cult 45, the movie podcast, and you are listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're the thinking, you're the people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 334 of the So Wizard Podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield, is away on assignment, so you're stuck with me and the expert, Mr. Marquis, Markellis Reagans. I am so sorry you're stuck with us, ladies and gentlemen, but welcome to the show. (laughs) You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we're going to talk all about Wonder Woman 1984. (laughs) It's the best I got for you. Sorry. Before we get into that, Markellis, how the hell are you? How was your Christmas? Oh, it was uh, it was great. It was great. Uh, I was very glad to have the day off, got to relax, got to watch Wonder Woman, got to veg out. Uh, so yeah, it was good. I had a lot of fun. How was your Christmas, dude? No, it was good. It was good. Um, you know, we didn't do a lot because of uh, COVID. So we had our immediate family gathering, which was not more than 10 people. Thank you very much. Um <laughs> On Christmas Eve, like we always do as tradition, we had Chinese food. It was great, and we got some gifts, and then me and the kids and my wife opened presents on Christmas morning, and then I just laid on the couch and watched movies and TV shows all day. So Nice, nice. Got uh, Wonder Woman in. We got uh, Disney Soul. I watched uh, Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian, season two documentary, so... Yeah, I got a lot. I got a lot in, and some more Clone Wars too. So. Oh, nice! So you're almost done then, right? You should be close to almost done. <laughs> yeah, almost done with season five. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. it's gonna get good. <laughs> I promise you. <laughs> That's what I keep hearing. That's what I keep hearing. But enough about us. Let's talk about us, Markellis. Why don't you tell the listeners where they can find more So Wizard podcast? All right, so everybody can go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find new episodes every week. Uh, you will find movie reviews from yours truly. You'll find Netflix and Amazon and Hulu streaming picks from our buddy the awesome Adam Mollyhawk. Uh, you will find our store there. You can support our show by buying some of our merchandise. We have t-shirts, sweatshirts, masks, coffee mugs, all of these cool things with the So Wizard Podcast logo on it. Uh, another great way to support our show is by doing your Amazon shopping through the link that we keep on the website. Uh, click on a big A, do your Amazon shopping, receive your products, and that way you'll be helping out our tiny little show. Uh, you can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so definitely get at us. Uh, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review while you're there. You can also find us on the Stitcher Radio app for your tablet or smartphone. We are on Podbean, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, YouTube. Um, we have a oh Amazon Music, forgot about that one. Uh, Spotify. You can uh, support our show through our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash Podcast, where you can uh, donate monthly and receive bonus content from everyone here at the show. 
shout out to all of our fellow podcasting buddies over in the Geek World All-Stars Podcast and Network. Back to you, Joey. Boys! Mm. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So as always, with a holiday week, we try to keep the podcast a little shorter for you, the listener. So you can actually listen on the holiday week and not have it intrude on your life. And for ourselves, to make it a little easier to get the episode out, as you know, hashtag no weeks off. So we're just going to jump right into our review of Wonder Woman 1984. No news. We're just going to talk Wonder Woman. And as always, we'll do non-spoiler to start. And then we'll delineate spoilers with uh, Sound Drop and let you know if you haven't finished watching it or you haven't even started that you will just get our impressions. And then you can uh, come back later and hear what we thought in depth. So, Marcellus, to start, what did you think of Wonder Woman 1984? I enjoyed parts of it. I think it's uh, it's a it's a it's an effort. I wouldn't say it's a solid effort, but it is an effort from Patty Jenkins. Uh, it is nice to have a big budget uh, superhero movie uh, that we get to watch. But yeah, I thought it was serviceable <laughs> coming from you that that's that seems like really bad yeah. <laughs> well <laughs> i'm trying to, <laughs> i'm trying to be nice i'm trying to be nice because we're not in okay. spoilers yet <laughs> okay okay well uh, i thought it was fucking terrible <laughs> <laughs> i think it's legit one of the five worst movies i've seen all year no way Yes way, Ted. I have seen a lot of movies this year, and I've, I haven't officially gone through my list because we're not doing uh, Best and Worst of 2020 for a couple weeks because next week we're doing Disney Soul. But because I knew we needed to watch that, too, before we could make our lists. So, you know, we're going to review that. But, um, yeah, I haven't, like, officially gone through my list, but I have some of it in my mind and I have some of it written out and I haven't placed things in order yet, but I, I, I feel pretty confident saying this is one of the worst movies I've seen all year. Wow. Wow. That's, uh, that's well, you know, actually considering your rating on the first movie, I guess that kind of falls into place. Actually, that actually kind of lines up. <laughs> the first movie is way better than this. <laughs> first movie is a lot better than this. Let me tell you. Yep. Um, any non-spoiler things you want to get out there for people before we jump into it? Uh, yeah, I will say it's, you know, it's nice that there's a bright, colorful DC superhero movie that's available now. I think that's, uh, it's, uh, I think it's a good thing to have, especially in the year of 2020. I think there's some good messages in there and I think it's fun for the whole family, uh, there's nothing. There's nothing too bad that that anyone has to really like. You know, be concerned about, unlike other uh, DC cinematic universe movies. So um, yeah, I, I would say you know it's a good thing that it's not like twenty dollars extra on Disney Plus <laughs> or or thirty dollars extra on uh, <laughs> Disney Plus. This is very faint praise. <laughs> I'm tra- I'm tra- At least it didn't cost money. <laughs> that that thank you. That's the other point I'm making. At Put least that on the front of the DVD box. <laughs> At least it didn't cost extra, <laughs> says Markels Reagan's So Is Her Podcast. Exactly. Exactly. No, it's it's a it's a serviceable comic book movie, especially in uh in the in a year of twenty twenty. It's a nice throwback to the good old days. Um yeah, it's good for the family if you have kids that have trouble sleeping. Um, <laughs> you put it on. Um, yeah, I just, I thought this movie was fucking terrible. Sorry. 
Uh, let's uh, just jump into spoilers then. I, I don't really, I can't really talk about why I didn't like it without spoiling it. So, uh, so let's uh, let's not have a ten minute sequence that has nothing to do with the rest of the review. <laughs> um, you know, like the beginning of this movie. Shut up. Let's uh, let's just <laughs> jump right into spoilers. Spoiler alert! I had seen the future and I had to prevent it. All right, Mark Callis, we're going to start with things we liked. Uh, what are some things you liked about this movie? Okay, so I happen to actually really love the first 10 minutes of this movie. <laughs> I thought the um, I thought that that whole sequence was epic, and uh, it was gorgeous to look at, and I was really rooting for little Diana to win the uh, decathlon or whatever, uh, whatever the games were i thought that was i thought that was done really well that was filmed good i thought the the soundtrack was great uh, i really rooted for diana and i liked that it gave her the message that you know you may think that you deserve to win these things but you have to earn it you can't just get something without earning it and that lesson was i think that lesson was pretty clear um at that part of the movie and then it comes back you know Towards uh towards the end, so I I definitely think the beginning was necessary. I thought the lesson was you could turn some random guy into your dead boyfriend. That's <laughs> that is not that was not the lesson. Oh, <laughs> that was not at least not the lesson for the first ten minutes of the movie. Anyway, I must have missed the lesson because everyone from fucking Paradise <laughs> Island sounds like Bela Lugosi. <laughs> so I I like the beginning of it. I like the I like the fact that um we finally got to see the invisible jet. And it made sense, um, or not see the invisible it, jet? Wink, it wink. Made sense. <laughs> it made sense to me. How they got yeah. the jet didn't make sense, but how the jet was invisible—that totally made sense. <laughs> <laughs> to me, anyway. How do you do a, an invisible jet? You know, now I think the way that they did it made sense. I love the fact that she made a coffee cup invisible and couldn't find it. I thought that was cute. Um, I like the chemistry between her and uh, <laughs> shit. I want to say Steve Rogers, but I know that's not his name. <laughs> Steve Trevor. Thank you. <laughs> Steve Trevor. <laughs> Played by Chris something. Um, I like the the chemistry between those two. I thought that was really cool. Um, I like the, the look of it. I thought it was definitely a tribute to the Richard Donner Superman movies. And I really like that visual style of it. And uh, God, I'm trying to think of what else. I don't know. It wasn't, I don't think it was horrible. I think it was, I, I think it was decent, decent, decent enough for a Wonder Woman movie. <laughs> All right. Um, things I liked about it. Um, uh, <laughs> the credits, <laughs> um, you didn't like Pedro's performance. I actually thought he was probably the only person that knew what kind of movie he was in. <laughs> okay. You don't like Chris Pine's performance. No. <laughs> okay no but, i don't like anything about that what about uh what about pedro i don't like anything about that um no i liked uh i liked him in the movie who seemed like he was the only person that knew what kind of movie he was in a shit movie <laughs> and was just overacting for fun um i uh i liked uh kristen wig in this movie oh um, yeah i forgot about that yeah i liked her too i liked her a lot in this movie it was it was weird because she was strangely attractive in this movie <laughs> you mean as a, as a get, cheetah yeah, when, when, especially when she turned into a cheetah at the end. Um, no, uh, no, it was, it was fine. It, she, she was good in the movie. Uh, we need more of her, even though her story was like such a uh, her storyline was such a like bad, like 80s superhero trope. It was like Electro part two. 
Sure, sure. Or uh, the Riddler and Batman, or uh, yep. Michelle Pfeiffer and uh, Batman Returns. Yep. Yep. Batman Returns. <laughs> they say Catwoman. Catwoman and Catwoman. <laughs> Sharon Stone and Catwoman. Yep, yep. But again, that's a um, it's a throwback to the old school. You know, I I like the fact that you know we didn't get a Wonder Woman movie until 2017. But what would a Wonder Woman movie have looked like had we gotten one in 1984? And I think that's what they were aiming for. I liked that, and I know a lot of people shit on the opening action scene in the mall, and I didn't really like it all that much as an action scene, but the one thing I did like was that she was constantly having to, like, save kids in it, which I yeah. thought was ridiculous, but, like, every time she'd, like, do something and then turn around and, like, kick some little kid, like, halfway across the floor or, like, whatever. <laughs> I, I found that amusing. I don't know if I could have put up with that for the entire movie, but, you know, I, it was amusing, at least in that scene. I think that scene itself not the opening of the movie because we'll get into that soon enough (laughs) um i think that scene was kind of more of what i wanted from the movie and it never hit those heights again that's the only time it ever felt like it was set in the 80s yeah um there was no need for it to be set in the 80s other than than i I don't know i don't know why it was set in the 80s like i I can't tell you why it was set in the 80s other than the one scene in a mall Uh, i don't know there's still malls around and they could have still could have been like Wonder Woman 2019. I don't know. Yeah, but you have to take away cell phones and you have to take away, um, you have to amp up the Cold War aspect of it. That, I mean, there's still nuclear weapons around and there's, st- what, what would cell, what would cell phones change? Everyone would have a cell phone and then everyone would film her. And then that line that she gives in Batman v Superman about her hiding away from the world would, you know, that won't, it won't work anymore. Everyone saw her on TV at the end. Telling them to denounce their wish. No, they didn't see her. They saw a big yellow glowing lasso thing. They didn't see her. The camera was got, the camera got knocked away. She was all over the place in this movie. She was in the <laughs> Middle East, always in her uniform. I don't know. Something tells me that there's not much canon left in the DCEU. Sorry. Well, there's. I just don't. I just don't know how this couldn't out of this could have been, didn't have to be set in the eighties. So. Yeah, it tech probably technically didn't have to be set in the eighties, but like I said, we never got a Wonder Woman movie during that prime era of Christopher Reeve, Superman's and Batman and uh, Michael Keaton's Batman. So, you know, let's get a Wonder Woman movie for that time frame. Oh, uh, we got a Wonder Woman TV show. Yeah, in like seventy five or seventy six. Was that that long ago? Jesus. Maybe it was reruns I used to see when I was a kid. So, <laughs> so yeah, but, yeah, other than that, I didn't really like anything in the movies. So. <laughs> So let's get into things that we didn't like. Uh, Mark Ellis, how about you? Anything you didn't like about the movie? Yeah, one thing I didn't, I really did not like was the fact that, you know, she, we get the opening with her as a kid, which is, which I love. Um, We get a scene at the mall with her, you know, doing her Wonder Woman shit. And then she like doesn't Wonder Woman, she's Diana Prince for like an hour, (laughs) like (laughs) almost an hour and a half. And I'm like, I thought I was watching a Wonder Woman movie. Like, what what is this? So that I was, it, it seemed really apparent that she was out of the costume for a while, which is fine. I mean, Iron Man 3, he was barely in the costume. So, you know, I can kind of understand that. But with this being her second movie, I wanted her to be, you know, Wonder Woman a little bit more. The scene of her, like the, uh, the big truck scene in the Middle East. Uh, which I thought was cool. You know, it was a nice, like, you know, kind of tribute to uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, which I thought was nice. 
but it didn't seem to have like any real, real urgency in it. You know what I mean? Like her and Steve like pull up in a car next to Maxwell Lord and they just kind of look at him and then he looks at them and then he tells the guards, all right, get rid of him. Like you would think she would, you know, bust out her costume and stop the truck and, you know, kind of threaten Maxwell Lord or, you know, since put some kind of urgency into it. Instead, we get this big chase scene, which ends with her saving kids who <laughs> who are playing in the middle of the street, have no idea that there's this caravan of trucks and tanks heading their way, completely ignores the missile that just exploded. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I was going to say, and we get the, the hellishly bad optics of a former Israeli defense uh, force member, uh, Gal Gadot, saving Arab children <laughs> by shooting a missile at them. <laughs> Well, the missile was used to to project her <laughs> further ahead of the cars. It's just a scene that somebody somewhere should have said, "Ooh, you know, <laughs> I don't know." But yeah, she she you know lassoes the missile. The missile explodes, and those kids are still in a fucking street. I'm like, what is it going to take for these kids the, to get out of the way? Still on the fucking escalator. <laughs> <laughs> so. So she does save They're probably them. just pissed that their soccer game got interrupted. Fuck out of the way. So she kind of, she saves them kind of, you know, she's losing her powers and, you know, the kids wind up getting like trampled on or like rolled over in the street anyway by her. So at least they're alive. So we'll give them that. Yeah. And I just thought the movie was too long. And I thought the ending, I know everyone bitched about the, the big CG battle at the end of the first one, but I think her fighting against a giant monster or a giant being of some sort, I think that fits more in the terms of what I think I would want out of a Wonder Woman movie. I know a lot of people gave that that shit, but I it, compared to the ending of this one, I I much prefer that one. Um, her just you know talking to the audience and you know delivering a nice message, but just like a dialogue thing at the end, it feels like, it feels like there should have been more, and her battle with Cheetah should have been a lot more. I think. The armor that that uh, <laughs> the old Amazon war, Asteria wore to defend the 300 army is like this big gold armor that's, you know, I would assume is indestructible. It can fight off, you know, the 300 army, but the cheetah just like rips right through it. <laughs> like, well, that was fucking pointless. <laughs> I was going to bring that up in my things where they build up this fucking armor. Like, this is the most powerful armor in the world. It held back all men in the world. Right. <laughs> and then the cast of cats can rip it apart in five minutes. <laughs> so, yeah, that that I was a little like, ah, oh, man, I, I was kind of hoping for, I don't know, maybe something a little bit more. But, yeah, it was it, it was that the ending was a little bit disappointing to me. And then Max like finds this kid just randomly <laughs> in a forest. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> he hops in a helicopter, lands in the middle of fucking war torn Washington, DC yells out in the field. And this kid just happens to be in a, at the edge of a forest. Like, Hey dad, <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> and this seems like there should have been something a little bit more in that. Um, does he go to jail? Does he pay any price at all for nearly destroying the world? Or does he just get his kid back and everything goes back to normal? Like what? I, I, there's a lot of plot holes in it that I, I didn't really enjoy. But I try not to think of it because we got a Wonder Woman movie. Oh, boy. All right. Where do I start? Um, this movie is too long. Yes. It is so long. It's two and a half hours and it feels like five hours. This shit felt like Lord of the Rings extended edition <laughs> times two. It was painful to watch. It was physically painful to like sit through this. It was bad. 
um, just because it was too long. And when you're watching it, you're like, man, they could have cut this. They could have cut this. There's a good 45 minutes to an hour you could have cut out of this movie and not missed a goddamn thing, including that trip to Egypt. <laughs> yeah, but they needed her in her costume to do something. Yeah, well, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> but, um, you know, the regardless if you liked it or not, the opening scene, like uh, Amazon Ninja Warrior scene. Yes. Felt like it had nothing to do with the rest of the movie. I'm sure it had something to do with the message of the movie. Yeah, I don't know. And it, to me, watching it, it wasn't clear, like, how she had cheated. Did she, I miss something? Or Yeah, you're supposed to go through the obstacle course, and you're supposed to use the bow and arrow to get to, you know, hit, use your arrow to hit the target so that the blue smoke goes up in the air. Okay. She didn't get one of the targets because she took a shortcut through that tunnel. Oh, I didn't feel like that was really clear. It just seemed like she was better at it than everybody else. So, well, so I, she, I didn't really understand when her mom, like, pulled her off the side. But When she got knocked off the horse and a horse ran the rest of the path, she missed one of the targets. That's all. And she cheated to get yeah, in front of the other stupid. crew. I, don't know, I was like, this is like pot racing to me. I loved it. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I, I, I couldn't stand that whole scene. It was just like, it was fine when the movie opened, besides a ridiculous, like, Gal Gadot, like, Tommy Wiseau voiceover. I remember <laughs> someday like it was yesterday. Like, come on. That's no, to be fair, that's how the first movie started too. So they kind of oh, have to I keep know, it up. I know. I'm just saying like, like it was fine as I was watching it when the movie started, but as the movie was like going on four and a half hours long, I was like, man, I, I really wish I had that extra 10 minutes off the <laughs> runtime here. Is it doesn't, didn't really fit that much. Um, like I said, I didn't think they did much with the eighties setting. Outside of the one mall sequence, uh, where was the '80s music? Like, uh, they played. <laughs> they only had enough for the trailer. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really, uh, didn't really get a, a huge '80s vibe from it, other than that one mall scene. Um, the whole thing with Steve really pisses me off, and for a lot of reasons. Um, and not to come off like a limp-wristed, uh, pearl-clutching person, but so. Why can the wishing thing make nuclear bombs appear and disappear, but it can't make Steve just appear? Like, why did he have to take over some guy? Because you're dealing with, you know, a human life and not just some inanimate object. Hmm. All right. Um, why was Wonder Woman okay with Steve just taking over this random guy's life? And that guy just ceases to exist. But, hey, she got the D after 70 years. So she was fine with it. Uh, okay, I have nothing for that one. I just I just, <laughs> I just want to know how his family is going to his family and friends are going to feel when they see him. They see footage of him in a White House kicking ass <laughs> next yeah, to Wonder Woman. And, and, and no one else sees him as Steve, just her. So in the right. audience, obviously. Right. Right. So like there's all this like CCTV footage of him beating up secret service agents at the white house, stealing an airplane. <laughs> like, this guy's life is fucked. <laughs> well, that, that, that's why they kind of show him at the end that no, nah, he's good. You know, he's still got his clothes. He's, he's still, you he know, got, he got, he's got a cool scarf. <laughs> right. He doesn't care what his friends say. They can make, they can make fun yeah. of him all he wants. All and then want. she had sex with him, but like that guy didn't actually consent to having sex with her. I mean, maybe he would if he was like, oh, I'm going to bang Gal Gadot, but like I have he's into like sticks and stuff. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It was just really weird. Everything about that was weird. 
I think you could have cut another 15 to 20 minutes out of the movie by just being like the wishing thing made it made him appear. <laughs> yes, definitely. I feel like all of that with that guy was just made so they could have a wacky sequence where he tried on clothes. Right. Tried on that guy's clothes instead of him showing up in a, a World War One bomber outfit for the rest oh, of the anything. movie. He could have just shown up in jeans and a T-shirt. Like, why? Why did we need a half an hour of that? Like, uh, hey, I don't I don't get it. <laughs> It's part of the 80s formula, charm, uh, clothes, a changing clothes montage. Ruining some guy's life is charm. (laughs) (laughs) He's fine. He had his trench coat and his fancy scarf, and he looked at Gal Gadot and was like, yeah, I'll hit that. (laughs) It's like, hey, buddy, you you did hit it. (laughs) That's right. I guess it's the 80s. Um, (laughs) Really bad, like, um, (laughs) Arab stereotype villain was like cringe like oh <laughs> especially for a movie made in, in 2019 like you're like oh boy we're doing that today huh <laughs> so that that was a little crazy um the whole sequence in egypt could have been cut out like i didn't understand why there's no action in the movie there's maybe two three action sequences in this whole movie um the fight at the mall the truck chase in, in Egypt and yep. then her fighting uh, Cheetah at the end and that was it in yeah. a two and a half hour superhero movie Whew. yeah that is uh, that's that's not what you would want at least that's not and you know what the, the thing is that would be fine like had this movie actually come out in 1984 I think that would be fine but in this day and age and post Avengers Endgame they're gonna it would have been nice to see it stepped up a little bit I thought the CG was pretty wonky in most of the movie. Um, There's sequences of her running really fast that look hellishly bad. They look worse than the Flash TV show where it looks like <laughs> she's not even on the ground. Well, she tech. Well, you know, technically she wasn't on the ground. They actually did have her hooked up to like a rig and pulled her down the street like really fast. That wasn't no, like looks, a composited at all. She looks better than uh, Ezra Miller running under that. <laughs> Um, I thought her flying was really stupid. Oh, I uh, love she, that. She I... doesn't fly. Wonder Woman does not fly. I'm sorry. It's why she has an invisible jet. No, they re they rebooted that. She flies in a cartoon, I thought. And in, in, oh, in the right. Justice League cartoon, she flies. I don't know. It was pretty whack. Um, I think if everyone knows that traditionally she has an invisible jet, but everyone who grew up with the cartoon knows that she flies also. So I think they did a really good job of... Um, finding a way to incorporate both of those into the story. And I've always wondered, like if you watch the end of like Wonder Woman, uh, the first Wonder Woman, and and I think probably Justice League, like she jumps in the air, but they never really completely identify whether she flies or not. And I, I'm glad that they actually answer that question here. And I think that scene of her kind of renouncing her wish to get that superpower um, and the fact that Steve kind of pointed her in that direction, I thought that worked great. I actually really liked, I liked her flying scene. I hated her using her lasso like Spider-Man. Oh, that's because people love Spider-Man. <laughs> that's the only reason why. <laughs> I, I just, I've never seen that before from Wonder Woman. And I guess it makes sense if you have a rope to like swing around on it, but it seemed way overused and was pretty whack. I got to tell you, I, I thought her f- swinging around on lightning was one of the stupidest things I've ever seen in a movie. Um, I just, just fucking stupid. And it, it, it's the problem is like this kind of thing. These kind of things would have been okay. If the movie was an hour and 20 minutes long, but you know, two hours and 20 minutes into the movie, I'm like, God, fuck Jesus Christ. Like, just stop it. And then of course we mentioned she got that gold armor 
and uh, it was fucking worthless <laughs> after all that buildup. Uh, why even bother with Amazon Ninja Warrior if the shit's just going to fall apart anyway? So, and the Invisible Jet was the, one of the stupidest things I've ever seen what? in my life. Come that on. entire scene was fucking stupid. What are you talking um, about? Just that... don't even don't even have it in the movie. Like she's like, oh uh, yeah, by the way, yeah, I can make things invisible. <laughs> what? When can Wonder Woman make things invisible? She's not even real. She got it from her daddy. That's what, that's what that's exactly what she said. He made the whole island invisible. She figured she could that's learn how to do it stupid. too. I, I, that is the stupidest shit. And then she's like, "Oh well, I've only done a coffee cup, but yeah, fuck it. Here's a plane." Was, and then they fly through uh, fireworks for no reason. Oh and God. she's like, "Oh, I forgot it was the Fourth of July." Uh, you've been living in Washington D.C. for like seventy years, and you forgot it was the Fourth of July. <laughs> It's supposed to be reminiscent of that first scene of Superman and Lois when they were flying in the air. It's a kind of a tribute to that. Yeah. You would have been a better tribute to that, making a good movie. <laughs> anyway, um, there's just a lot of problems with this movie. The, the biggest one, of course, that I keep coming back to is it's too long. It is way too long. It's overindulgent. Uh, we don't need hours of Gal Gadot as Diana. Um, she just can't carry the movie. She just can't. The difference between this and the first one is the first one, everybody, she was reacting to everyone else. And this one, everyone seems to have to be reacting to her and it doesn't work the other way around. It just doesn't work. She can't do it. I know I, I get a lot of shit because I don't like Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. I don't think she's a good actress, but it, it it's glaring in this movie. It's glaring. Um, I just, I just did not like this movie at all. So, <sighs> yeah, I feel good now. I feel better. I got that <laughs> off my chest. <laughs> Any uh, final thoughts on Wonder Woman, Mark Ellis, before we get a score? Uh, I really did enjoy all of the tributes to the Richard Donner Superman movies. Um, I did love the fact that she had to choose between the person that she loved and having her powers. I loved the scene where she learns how to fly. And um, yeah, I like her. I, I think she does carry the movie. I, I disagree with you on that one. Um, I think she, I, I agree it is a lot better for her to be reacting to the world instead of her leading a charge. Um, and there is like a, a, there's a cool Wonder Woman character that's from the cartoons that you don't get in the movies. That's a little bit of a disappointing, but I think for what they're aiming for, I think she does a really good job. So um, yeah, I think the movie is serviceable enough for a Wonder Woman movie. Oh, I thought it was shite. Um, it's terrible. Sorry. This is a really bad movie. It is not good at all. Um, it's so boring and long and stupid. And the more you think about it, the angrier you, you get because the more it seems dumb. Yeah, it's definitely, um, it's definitely better to not think about it after you watch it. Yeah, I'm trying to forget I saw it, but I don't know <laughs> if I ever can. The scar is too deep. Um, all right. So a couple, a couple more things. What did you think of the after credit scene? Uh, I think it was nice. It was nice that they figured out a way to put her into the movie, even though I knew it was her the moment they showed their eyes in the uh, gold armor. Um, I don't think it like leads to anything. I don't think there's going to be a big twist, but I think it was nice that they put her in the movie. I thought that was sweet. Yeah, it, it was fine. It was. It's funny, though, because uh, Astario was the name of me and a friend of mine's favorite stripper at the <laughs> local strip club for a few years, like about 15 years ago. <laughs> So when you <laughs> they started saying that name, I couldn't stop fucking laughing the whole time. Like, whoa. She fell on some hard times for a while there in the early 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was announced today as we record this that uh, Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot will be back for Wonder Woman 3. There you go. Uh, are, are you down for that still? I'm totally down for it. Um, I believe that there is 
like I said, if you watch any of the Wonder Woman like um, animated movies or the Justice League TV show, there's she's definitely a more um, defined character. And I, I don't think we've seen that yet. Um, kind of like when we watched the Spider-Man movies, we knew that Peter Parker and Spider-Man is like, you know, reading the books, you know that they have like a, a good sense of humor, but I don't think they quite got it right until Tom Holland. So I believe that I do want to see them get another chance, uh, another bite at the apple uh, to make like a definitive Wonder Woman movie. Um, I got to be honest with you, I wouldn't watch it if I didn't have to. Uh, well, I mean, unfortunately, like for me, who I didn't like the first, I didn't hate the first one, but I didn't love it. Um, I just thought it was overrated. It was pretty blah. And I legitimately hated this movie. Um, so this is like the opposite of the Captain America trilogy where instead of getting better, <laughs> they, they're getting worse. Um, so, uh, I, and there's no tie in to like the bigger, like DCEU story, whatever the hell that is at this point. But that, and that's you know fine. I mean? Nobody nobody really needs that. Nobody needs no, that. No, you this don't. Point. But that would be the only pull for me to watch a third one would ah. be like, oh, well, this is the next chapter of the big DC universe story that's that's unfolding on screen that I love. Like, I, no, <laughs> like the, that's not even part of it. So there's there, there's no reason for me to watch a part three other than the fact that I have to for this show. So <laughs> maybe that'll be the time to get a guest host. I'll beg out of that one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I am I am not in for that. So let's get a score out of five. Zero to five. Zero being the worst, five being the best. Marcellus, what do you have for Wonder Woman 1984? Uh, I'm going to give this a 2.5 out of five. And now it's a it's definitely a two movie. I want to make that clear. This is like a 1.5 to 2 movie, but because I love the Richard Donner movie so much and I love the fact that she paid tribute to them in certain ways, I'm bumping it up to 2.5 out of 5. You are such a softie. <laughs> All right, well, I'm giving this a 1 out of 5. Um, too long, too boring, and it's stupid. It's <laughs> 1 out of 5 for me. Sorry, guys. Just not having it. <laughs> some people are screaming at their, their listening devices right now, and some are nodding in agreement, but We'll see. So that is going to do it. That is our review of Wonder Woman 1984. Really the first uh, big movie of the year, period, I think. Uh, that and Tenant were the only two big movies we did this year. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, I will say one thing for Wonder Woman over Tenant. I could understand everything everyone said in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine Gal Gadot starring in Tenant? And be like, <laughs> from your lips to God's ears, please let that happen, Christopher Nolan. <laughs> Tenant 2. <laughs> inverted boogaloo coming. <laughs> um, so yeah let's wrap it up uh Marcellus, uh new year's is coming as we uh, record this uh, any new year's resolutions for yourself uh just to finish some of the projects that i started this year um i, I did the uh, soul wizard podcast episode guide uh, issue one um two years ago uh, I started it this year. I was hoping to have it done for this year, but without any cons to kind of uh, promote it to, I just kind of put it on a back burner and uh, launching the store kind of took up some of my creative time too. So news resolution is to uh, get that finished along with some other uh, artistic projects. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, I have a lot of resolutions for the uh, podcast, but the big one is that you should go visit SoWizardPodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Movie reviews, streaming picks, so much more. So wizardpodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, or anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out our Patreon, patreon.com backslash so wizardpodcast, where you can 
support the show monetarily and get extra exclusive episodes of the podcast as well as starting very soon our uh, exclusive patreon video star wars podcast where myself and adam will discuss star wars topics monthly for you on video oh god uh, only for our Patreons. Go to YouTube, search So Wizard Podcast, and check out our YouTube channel. There's tons of exclusive free content there, including interviews with uh, the cast of movies like Parallel, unboxings, trailer reactions, tons of stuff there. So check that out. Uh, our T Public store, as Markel has mentioned earlier, if you go to T Public, search So Wizard Podcast, or just check out the link on our website. There's tons of merchandise you can buy to support the show, like masks, t shirts, sweatshirts, notebooks, mugs, all sorts of stuff. New designs coming very soon. Um, if you have a TikTok, <laughs> you want to follow us on TikTok. Uh, my, well, so my actual personal uh, resolutions, besides the normal ones, like try to lose weight. God, I got to get this quarantine twenty nine off if I'm going to start <laughs> shooting videos. Um, is to use TikTok more um, as social media manager for the podcast. It's hard for me to ignore what is now the one of the most popular social media apps out there. So I have to try to use it to promote the show. Um, we do have an account. I mostly use it for following e-thoughts and uh, cosplayers i don't uh post anything but that's going to change so it's at so wizard podcast on uh tiktok and i'm going to put that out there for every 100 followers we get i will post one e-thought dance video so uh, wait wanted to see it of yourself correct of myself oh, yes. jesus christ please sign up for tiktok <laughs> <laughs> if you ever wanted to see me see that uh Please subscribe. We have 27 followers right now, I think. So you only need about 75 more people for my first twerking video. <laughs> Get on it. I, I am signing up for TikTok right now. <laughs> oh, boy. And that is going to do it. Uh, next week, we'll be reviewing Disney Soul. Maybe Aubrey will be back. Maybe she won't. But uh, we will definitely check out Disney Soul next week. And then in two weeks, we'll have our best and worst of 2020. And that is going to do it for episode number 334 of the So Wizard Podcast. I've been your host, Joey DiCarlo, my co-host, in the <laughs> the expert, Mr. Marquis, Marcellus Reagans. Uh, I wish I had my money back from Wonder Woman. No, I'm kidding. Uh, everybody have a good rest of your year. Uh, welcome 2021 with open arms and Wakanda forever. We'll see you guys next week as we review Disney Soul. Good journey. Got hit with a body, put in a hospital for talking that mess. I confess it's a shame when you living in a city that's the size of a box and nobody knows your name. Glad I came to my senses, like quick, quick, got sick, sick to my stomach, overcoming by thoughts of me and her together, right? So when I asked her, she said I wasn't a type. I wish I was a little bit taller, I wish I was a baller, I wish I had a girl who looked good, I would call her. I wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat.